Hello and welcome back to podcast number 36 and hello my husband this morning. I'm so excited to share another podcast with you on this snowy spring day in Colorado, right? Of course, it's <laughs> snowy on a spring day in Colorado. I am craving warmth right now, but maybe we can create some warmth through this discussion today. I'm, I'm hoping so because the topic today is something that's really close to my heart again. It's the power of personal. I think it's extremely important because a lot of times we think we know God. We think we know details about our suffering. We think we understand transformation, but it's a very personal concept in which every part of who we are is wrapped up into it. That's right. So It's so personal that sometimes it's almost with people that mean very well when they try to act like they understand something that they haven't walked through. They don't have to pretend. Right. Because it's so personal that the pain is something that, that really, really creates a space that only you and God can be inside of. That's right. That's right. So let's start with, if something's going to be personal, let's start with the attitude of the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do we fully surrender ourselves to God? How do we get fully immersed in the suffering construct? And then how do we move forward with transformation? Because if you're going to be personal, it's saying, I am all in, Mm -hmm. 100%, no questions asked, no excuses. I am fully committed to the process of change. And I'm fully committed to having a relationship with God. And what does that look like? Yeah, that's good. So because, your thoughts, honey. Well, again, the attitude of the heart. If the, the thing that can constantly change, even if the body doesn't change, is that attitude of the heart, which actually changes everything else that's, that's happening. And I think if it, if it wasn't so personal, I mean, the thing about what I find so remarkable about the character of God is that it, it, it wasn't, it, he didn't just make it a, a giant blanket that covers people without um, entering into our personal space because he created that personal space. And he wants to fill that personal space. And he doesn't want to fill it with false hope. He doesn't want to fill it with, with um, past tragedies or failures. <clears throat> he wants to fill it with his presence. That's right. Right in the moment where it's needed. That's right. And he looks at every person as an individual. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly how many hairs are in your head. He knows exactly your thoughts before... You move your tongue and anything, any words leave your lips. He already knows every part of you. Mm -hmm. The testing is, how does that relationship become an all-in-all situation? It's also a changing situation. You go through different phases with your walk of faith. There are times when you feel like you reach the... The, the mountain of your faith where I've, I've, I'm here, I'm at the finish mm-hmm. line with this. And the next thing you know, you're on a brand new journey and you're taking what you've learned by faith and you're trusting in God in a different way. There's another valley to go through once you've gone to one mountain. It's right. perpetual. 
It's not just a one-time thing where we go to the mountain and we're done. That's right. So I, I find that. I find that there is there is that course of going high and low and up and down. And, um, and even in a Bible study that I was listening to last night about sheep, of all things, and we are so characterized by having having a sheep-like attitude, like God compares us with sheep often in Scripture. And um, the good shepherd leads the sheep through valleys and through high places, but it's that's seasonal. It happens every year in the shepherding time. The sheep have to trust that when they're in the valley, that the shepherd actually has gone before them ahead of them, surveying the land that is going to be green pasture, but maybe they're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this path of transformation, let's let's talk about it in the course of pain, in mm-hmm. the course of changing places, yep. in the course of even surrendering more fully to God and fully to his word. You're trying to follow him. There's that word again. There's that word again, surrender. And so here's the things that we learned. Go, sell, Mm. give, and follow. And it comes out of Scripture. This is the the story of the rich rich ruler. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful about this, this particular story hit me six years ago in Destin, Florida. And it hasn't let you go. It never did let me go. And I was trying to figure it out the Mm -hmm. whole time. And I was trying to figure out... How do I take the meaning of that scripture and how do I how do I make us move into that? Mm-hmm. Which which was a mistake, but I was I was earnest with my faith and I wanted to be diligent as much as possible to follow God. So here we were in Destin and I felt God was was doing this. The story is the rich young ruler was looking at Jesus and Jesus felt love for him and and basically said, one thing you lack, Mm -hmm. go and sell all you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come, follow me. It was, again, an attitude of the heart. An attitude of the heart. And Mm -hmm. my response was very similar to Peter's. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt almost exactly like he did when he, he came back and said, Lord, we have left everything and followed you. And I felt that way because you and I have been very sacrificial with our lives. And it's almost like I've given you my my whole body. I've given you the pain. Mm-hmm. I've given you all the valley experiences. I've been at the mountaintop at different times. I'm trying to give you my all in all. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus replied, I truly say to you that no one who has left houses or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or farms. In other words, your way of making a living for my sake or for the gospel's sake, but he will receive 100 times as much now in this present age Mm -hmm. and in the age to come, eternal life. So many who are first, for instance, the rich young ruler, will be last. Right. And the last... In other words, those who've become true disciples of his will be first. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to make that decision of, okay, Sharice, even if we were to give up a real estate brokerage and make a transition and change to Destin, Florida, and the climate is better better, and we can go ahead and have a, a 
a much bigger cultural impact uh, in this season. I tried to make that fit. I tried to take scripture and I tried to make something fit. Is this your time of repentance publicly? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's I'm, good. I'm sharing it be- because I think people that are so desperate in pain. We all we all do it. We all do we it. We all do it. We're trying we're yeah. trying to be more surrendered. We're trying to be more all in all. We're trying to get the answers. We're trying to get healing. It's like God, okay, so I will do X, Y, and Z for you. Yes. I will do these things. I'm going to interpret this the way that I want to interpret it. Right. Now bless me. Right. And and the truth is, it again it comes down to an attitude of the heart. Are you really truly surrendered in your pain? Are you picking up are you picking up that control again to try to figure pain out and add to your pain some sacrifice that God may not have called you to make. That's right. But he's calling you to examine the attitude of your heart. It doesn't mean that we leave our parents and our kids and and we destroy relationships and hate people. But I think what that scripture is really saying is don't have a preference for even your closest relationships. Even the people that you love, the very, very most in your life that are so important, they are not above Jesus. They're not above the fact that the the Lord wants that personal relationship. He wants to occupy the space that sometimes we even put people in that they don't, they can't fulfill that space. That's right. And so from the experience in Destin, mm-hmm. we didn't move there. We kept our real estate brokerage. We kept some our relationships. We went ahead and sold our Destin Beach home. Okay. Be- very recently. Very recently mm-hmm. because of the prompting of God. And then we saw some other friends who made similar decisions. But the biggest thing that I've got out of it is that the Lord is teaching us about abundance. What does that really look? Because our knowledge of God always seems to lack or it feels somewhat Mm -hmm. ambiguous um, when we talk about a position of intimacy, A, okay, or there's a sense that there is a great distance between God and us. Well, let's let's break it down a little bit. Okay. Okay, when you talk about abundance and somebody's in pain. Does it do you do you really feel like you're living abundantly? No. And so I mean, I don't want to I don't want to sweet talk or, or mince words about this because the world's definition and even people who are well-meaning that that might interpret scripture the way that they're interpreting it, they're looking at the material things for that word abundance, right? Right, right. And abundance doesn't happen just by expecting an instantaneous miracle, okay? And it doesn't happen based on what we're perceiving. For instance, when we're broken, Mm -hmm. usually... This is when we're not hindered in growing in the knowledge of Christ. That's the baseline for growing in abundance. We're not hindered whatsoever, but rather it's during our times 
when we have abundance, yes. when we might have material things, we might have everything going our way in life, that's when we usually become stagnant in our intimacy with God. So the measure is this. It's not that we should become poor in our lives. We shouldn't purposely try to make something happen to line up with something. Again, that's adding some kind of religious thing to our faith. It's, it's spiritual it's impoverishment. A heavy yoke. Right. And we're not to walk around with a heavier yoke. That's right. And when you're broken mm-hmm. and you're in pain, that's the time to lay that foundation because you are poor in spirit. You are going to be blessed. I mean, that that is an, a, an opportunity to shorten the distance in your thoughts and in your heart between God and you because he's already residing in you. And so that idea that he's far off and he's left you by yourself with your suffering, it's not True. It is not true. I, I can say that as being a witness of your life for 25 years. It is not true. He has not been far away from your suffering. He's not been far away. And establishing the fact that you start to discover abundance when you have the closeness with God, that's when you see that it's very profitable for your soul. So I want you to define abundance based on what you've learned. What is abundance, if you could just say it in a few sentences now? Spiritual richness with God. Yeah. Even in pain? Even in pain. And do you feel richer now than you did before you were in pain? I feel richer now than when I was healthy, yes. I have a lot more wisdom, a lot more love, a lot more connection. And then the other the other thing that's that's wonderful is is that I've also seen almost a Job experience. Mm. I've seen a double blessing in the second part of my life. You have, you've been restored even with a limp. Yes. Even though you're in pain. So we have more material blessings, more material possessions. At the time, at this time, but you never know. Right. But, but mm-hmm. I'm explaining the recapturing of mm-hmm. what redemption is. Yep. Okay. We didn't remain impoverished for the rest of our life. It started with the richness that we had with God. Absolutely. And so other things follow. It's like planting seeds and then watching what you reap. And so the crops in our lives, and it's not just obviously finances, it's ministries related to, it's organizations, parachurch ministries mm-hmm. that we're related to. Mm-hmm charitable donations that we that we're part of these are wonderful things to watch how people's lives are growing to me that's the multiplication that's the hundred times more yes it is it's about being it's about the multiplication of souls it's about the fact that maybe when you're hurting then god gives you you the ability to walk through that pain and to be comforted in pain Right. So that you can comfort those who need comforting, and it keeps multiplying yes, and it does. multiplying and multiplying. That's what real spiritual multiplication is. It's helping people in their suffering to connect to God and not not abandon the only one who can rescue them as the good shepherd of their soul. Right. And resources and antidotes and different things that help you to walk the journey with God, Mm -hmm. he supplies those. He does. He supplies those. But, you know, a basic question is this. How do you become more personal with God? 
And sometimes I think when we're when we're inside inside our minds, inside different organizations, we revert to what we're familiar with. So my prayer life is only going to look like this. And here's the words that we're going to say. I would say this. If you want to get personal with God, my question would be, how do you get personal and love someone else more than yourself, mm. like, the, like your neighbor? One of the greatest commandments. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You communicate. And you have honest communication. You have sincere communication. Yes. You speak things out that's loud. Good. You can also contemplatively speak with God mm-hmm. if that's effective for you. You start reciting nuggets of truth from his written word. Explain what contemplatively speaking means. Just your thoughts. Fill mm-hmm. your thoughts with all of the different things that God's put in you mm-hmm. and have a conversation with him in your mind. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I tend to like to be a little more boisterous in the sense of, here we are, God, I'm going to be bold with my faith. I have a problem. I want to be more personal with you. I want that personal mm-hmm. relationship. And thank you for taking me in my brokenness. And I know you're the one that's going to take me all the way through the course of life. Yeah. So it's being real. It's having increased communication. Another way to grow personally with God, and this is what I've I've started to do, because that personal relationship, mm. you want to increase and build on that, and sometimes it's brought right back up to you. You may have all mm. the knowledge of God, but how do you apply personal? It's good. So I have two Bibles, one that I write all my notes in and one that I'm reading with no notes. Mm-hmm. That's my prayer Bible. And then I have a study Bible. Mm -hmm. So there's times where I just want to see God's words. I want to learn how to listen. And I want to do it with the intent of following through with my behaviors where I'm following him. In other words, it it goes back to the path of transformation. Go, sell, give, follow. How many times have we done that in the course of our life? Over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. We, we've mm-hmm. moved. We have sold things, given to charities, given up different things of, of our life. We've given as much as we can. And then we follow, 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 follow. Okay? The third thing about becoming more personal with God that, that I think it's very important is that you have a second chance in life right now. And this is true life. So have those behavioral intentions to really surrender your will and to follow his. Pain actually gave you a second chance. Yes, it did. At a personal relationship with God that you couldn't have had otherwise. Absolutely. I see that. Absolutely. So let's wrap up today. What is your thought for today, Sharice? Uh, I wrote this down. <clears throat> we have to be reminded of what true riches are. Yes. Riches which never spoil, the riches of loving God and loving others, the riches of works that he has prepared for us for the beginning of time. And don't you think for one minute, anybody that's listening that's in pain, that your pain is in vain. That's part of the riches God is going to be allowing 
as part of your story, as part of your testimony. The riches that come from the fire of suffering are producing the salt that will season this world. Yes. So real abundance is the grace to overcome. Yes. Surrender so that you can overcome. I'm not saying surrender to your pain. Right. Surrender to God and let him write the story through your pain today. Very, very well written. Very well said, Sharice. Mine is this, just a simple thing. Like a deep friendship, you have to communicate mm-hmm. with God. I don't care. Communication is part of the vehicle to connect. Okay, you have to communicate. You communicate with your deepest friends. That's good. And you're more vulnerable and you're sincere and you're more honest. And sometimes it's more gritty and sometimes there's more tears. I think it's extremely important to connect. And that's what God wants from us. Yes, he does. So I say this, make your communication personal. Be real. Be real. I love that. Okay. Thank you so much for today, Sharice. I'm so glad you guys tuned in and please catch us next time and subscribe to our newsletter, our monthly newsletter. Okay. So go to gordonandsharice.com and you can see our podcast and you can also subscribe to our newsletter. We want you to stay in community as we're growing together. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sharice. See you next time.